<laughs> hey guys, you're listening to the Creators Life podcast. This week, we got to sit down with Sydney Grover, who started a nonprofit called Can You Spare a Story? Um, and she focuses on outreach for the homeless. Um, and a lot of the times, just sits down and talks with them to kind of get their background and what's going on in their life. Sydney's a really cool girl. She's a storyteller, um, a really great storyteller, actually. And so um, we had a lot of fun with this podcast and um, her passion about getting rid of the negative stigma about the homeless and the events she's putting on and um, what she's doing. And um, all of this started out of her freshman dorm room, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, it was super she, inspiring. She has a huge heart for other people. Um, and you'll even hear her say in the interview that she really doesn't want to talk about herself, but we forced her to. Um, yes. had a lot of really great things to say um, and a lot of things that I think our listeners will find valuable. Absolutely. Well, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Strive You Creators Life Podcast, sponsored by Midland University. We share the stories of creators to inspire the next generation of students, young professionals, dreamers, and doers. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Alyssa. Hey, listeners, you are listening to the 11th episode of the Creators Life podcast. Uh, today on the show, we have Sydney. She is a student at Grand Canyon University um, and is currently working on her project called Can You Spare a Story? So we are going to let her take that away. Um, Sydney, we are really happy to have you. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for giving me the platform to share my story. Absolutely. Well, let's get started with your background, um, where you grew up, um, where you're at currently, and yeah, what you're studying, how you got started. Perfect. So I actually grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I've always been really interested in working with the homeless population. I've always wanted to um, understand how these individuals only have the concrete to call home. So I was a curious little kid when other kids were outside playing and chasing after boys. I was at the shelter really getting involved with my community and trying to understand this epidemic that other people were seeming to be ignoring. Um, I came to Grand Canyon University after high school, and I felt just so inspired to get out there. My mom wouldn't let me get a job, so I decided that I was going to take the camera that I had and start interviewing individuals struggling with homelessness to put a face to the epidemic and put a face to the stigma. Um, so mm -hmm. I really just wanted to humanize. It started out as a blog, not a nonprofit, and I was just walking up to people and interviewing them and providing them with the opportunity to share their story from their point of view without anyone else's input in it, um, no twist. And we really just wanted to focus on ending the negative stigma attached to homelessness and really just change the way the world looks at homelessness. Um, could you give like an example of some of the stigmas? Like I think some of the high schoolers um, who listen to this podcast probably don't experience a lot of this just because there is a lot of small town Nebraska that listens to this. So yeah. like, what are some of the things you see that um, make you passionate about this? Um, yeah. Well, a lot of people attach the idea that all homeless individuals struggle with mental illness or they struggle with substance abuse or they all are just out there begging and not trying to get their life back. For a lot of these people, they are disabled and they've been through a lot to the point where they can't just go out and get a job. They don't have the resources. They don't have a phone to talk to. They don't have an address to attach to get their check paid to. They don't have the same opportunities that we do, but we're still adding that judgment to them. Um, I think that 
we're so quick to judge and think that everyone has everything we have, but we just have to remember that not everybody has had the same opportunities we have. That's very true. Um, I'm curious to know, so you said, um, Can You Spare a Story is, it started as a blog um, and now it's a nonprofit. So talk to me about like everything that you're doing. Um, I thought I saw that you also have a podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> Sharing stories um, that way too. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about your company. So Can You Spare a Story was started in my freshman dorm room at Grand Canyon University. That's it awesome. was just yeah, I was bored. I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I took my camera out, took my notebook out, and started interviewing. We built a super easy blog. It was just me for a long time, and then my boyfriend got involved. He starts going out with me now. Um, from there, we started getting hundreds of readers. Tons of people were commenting, asking, how can I help? How can I get involved? And I was like, this was just for my mom. This was just to show my mom all the cool people I was Now everyone wants to help. Um, before I knew it, knew it, we had thousands of readers, thousands of engaged readers who wanted to get involved in these individuals' lives. So in the summer of 2017, I did all the paperwork to become a nonprofit organization um, in the state of Nevada. And we started hosting events. We started raising money. And uh, we started with our event called The Priceless Pop-Up Shop, which is a free shopping experience for individuals to find clothing that makes them feel confident in their own skin. And we're all about building that confidence and making these individuals feel whole, appreciated, and human, feeling respected. And um, just really making these individuals feel confident in their own skin was our whole mission. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've hosted four events, uh, two in Las Vegas, two in Arizona here, uh, where I'm going to school. And we've served about 2,000 people. Wow. Wow. Incredible. And from there, um, I mean, I'm constantly posting stories and talking to all these different individuals Uh, a lot of people don't want their photos taken so a lot of the stories that I get don't get posted on the blog they're just an opportunity for human connection and now we started a podcast that shares success stories of individuals who have broken the cycle of homelessness to show that people really can get out of this and start their life and make families and have career paths after homelessness Mm, um, so that's yeah. just the Candy Spare Story podcast. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Our biggest thing for volunteering is to provide a warm volunteering experience. We want our volunteers to get to know the individuals we serve and build those genuine relationships because so often I feel like it's a cold volunteering experience where there's kind of a barrier between you and the individuals you're serving. Right, mm. right. Um, you talked about starting it in your freshman dorm room because you were bored. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about like the process of all this and like how you got there and like, I don't know, it's just incredible that you were 18 and you were able to get this platform and like, what were some of the things you saw that worked and some of the things that didn't work? Yeah. So basically the pod, uh, the website was started just with a basic WordPress blog. I went and I bought the domain. I kind of had a background of how to do these things just because my brother was in IT and knows all that kind of stuff. Um, so starting it, it was really ugly. It was not looking <laughs> pretty because I don't know the background for that. Um, and then we actually had a one of my good friends, Ryan, donate his services to do our website and redo it and make it look presentable. And that's when we started actually really getting into it and posting mm-hmm. stories as often as we could. Mm-hmm. Um from there, once we start became a nonprofit, the paperwork takes 
months. I mean, I was filling out paperwork eight hours a day for six months, really just trying to figure it out because I don't speak legalese. I don't understand any of the legal terms. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I always tell people I'm like 12 and I'm just kind of coasting. (laughs) I have no idea. Don't trust me with anything. So I think that just kind of having faith in yourself and not being afraid to ask questions because for the longest time, I would just make a mistake and I felt like I was going to give up because I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to look dumb. I didn't want to look 18. So once you put that down and stop judging yourself and you just kind of go for it, things work out and people want to help you. Do you have an example of a time where, um, I mean, I know you were talking about the paperwork and how overwhelming that was, but maybe um, when you were out getting this story um, or things weren't going as you wanted to or wanted them to go, that you had to, you know, turn to someone else for support or you had like a defining moment when you knew you had to keep going forward, even though maybe things weren't working out. Um, Maybe that hasn't happened to you yet, but I'm just curious to know if you've had a moment like that and how you got through it. So I've had some awkward encounters. I mean, when you're (laughs) approaching people on the street, they're not expecting you to walk up to them. They have been so ignored for the longest time. And a lot of people think, well, well, what does she want from me? Is she going to try and make money off of this? Like, what does she want? And I really, I take, uh, each story takes about an hour or two hours. I sit on the curb and we chat. We just kind of get to know one another, get comfortable. Um, I always bring blessing bags and t-shirts and waters to make sure that everyone has everything they need before. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we get talking, but I've had experiences where people get mad at me and they cry and I have to sit there and I'm actually a psych major. So I have to kind of use that. Um, I have to make sure that I'm talking to people and treating them with dignity and respect. And it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to tell your stories. So just understanding that and being respectful. Um, But one awkward experience we had is we had our first news story and I was so excited. We were doing our uh, priceless pizza party where we just got tons of pizzas and sodas and went and handed them out. And the news crew comes and one man just gets so angry with him and breaks the news camera. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I was mortified. I was mortified. Oh, literally having an anxious, like, oh, I was awful. But from there, they said, this is why we have insurance. Things like this happen. The news story went on and it was perfectly edited. You would have never known that that happened. But in that moment, I thought, I can't control this. I can't control the way people act. So I think just really always being on top of it, especially when you're serving a vulnerable population, it's important to be aware of your surroundings and be aware of the things that can happen. Definitely, probably a lesson you're like, okay, or just onward and upward from here. But yeah, so your company is really cool and it sounds like it's going really, really well. So do you want to talk a little bit about like your background? Like what made you, I guess if I had to put it in a category, it's a little bit of photojournalism, a lot of writing, um, a lot of communication. So like you as a person, what makes you interested in all that? Well, I feel as though it's ever evolving. Um, My whole life, I've been a storyteller. I've loved people. I love connection. I love getting to know individuals. Um, I've always just loved sitting down with people and getting their life story. And I've just always collected those my whole life. I love the art of conversation. I love human connection. So I think that I was pretty much born to do this. I love getting to know people. And I'm actually currently um, studying to be a therapist. And I want to work with um, adolescent teens who are struggling with homelessness. 
and make sure that we're building them up to make sure that they have a solid future. I feel like this is my life passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been passionate about the homeless, but I've always been passionate about people in general. And I think that's just who I am deep down. I, I don't really know. I, this is going to sound ridiculous and you can totally cut this out, but <sighs> <laughs> I'm, I don't like being the center of attention. I want it to be all about the individuals we interview because that's what this organization is about. It's about the individuals we share stories of. It has nothing to do with me. Mm, wow. That's really insightful. Yeah. I mean, to, ha- to say that you're living your passion and like, you know, yourself so cl- like, so true, like that's, that's kind of a big goal right there that I, most people like are always trying to get to and like what they want to know. So cheers to you. That's super cool. I think one thing that needs to be said, said as well is um, I've been doing this for three years and I, I still don't take a paycheck. It's my side job. And when you have a side hustle, you do it for years and years and years with no return. And the return has to be the work you do. I love that. I think even myself, like Sarah and I always talk about the stuff we're doing on the side. That's good for us to hear and good for high schoolers to know too, that like, even if it's not working right now, that's not to say that in five, 10 years, it won't be working then. And three years is such a, it's such a commitment. It probably feels like in the grand scheme of things in 20 years, when it's like really taken off, you'll be like, man, that was a blink of an eye. (laughs) And think about the lives you get to impact. I mean, you get to share the stories of powerful people and you get to build others up. I mean, it's something a lot of people wish they could do. Mm -hmm. So true. So if you had to name one thing about what um, can you spare a story is teaching you about yourself um, or what you're understanding about the world, what would it be? I'm learning to accept that everyone is different, that they, you can't just put one stigma over a whole population. Mm-hmm. And um, my whole life, I've kind of, we see that we're constantly stereotyping and putting people in categories, but there is no category you can put each person in. We've all been through different experiences and we're all different individuals who have different needs. Um, I just think it's important to remember that we all, we all have our own quirks. We all have our own things going on. So I'm learning to get to know people before judging. I think that's my biggest thing. Heck yeah. What would you say has been like your best day, quote unquote, in the office? Like what has been like one of the highlights and the peaks and like the reason why I do this, like what has been one of the best things to happen out of this so far? I love event day. Um, I mean, that's probably easy to say, but we actually go into different shelters into our priceless pop-up shops. So we currently just worked with uh, Central Arizona Shelter Services and we set up in their day rooms and seeing the face, the faces light up, the people feeling good about themselves. That's when I know it's worth it. I mean, right now we're sorting in a small office building and it's, it's tiring. I mean, it's just me and a few volunteers and it's our blood, sweat, and tears that go into sorting. And some days you want to give up and some days you're like, this sucks. Why am I doing this? No one cares. Mm-hmm. But seeing just that one person finding pieces that they love and that they feel confident in makes it all worth it. So you have like a small office where you'll do like a lot of your publishing um, of the blog or your podcast, and then you have the days where you'll go out and you'll shoot. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, um, like when do you know, like when do you go out and shoot? Is it just random, or like when do you plan your events and when do you post your blog? Is there like any sort of system to that, or is it completely random? And it's like- kind of 
random. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm basically, uh, we set in for events, we set dates six months in advance. Currently I'm working on our December event. That's going to be in Las Vegas. Um, so I'm collecting winter stuff currently for that. But, um, there is times when I, uh, just kind of see someone on the side of the road and I always have my camera on me, always have a notebook and pen no matter what. So I'm, I can text my friends and say, Hey, I'm going to be 45 minutes late because uh, they know I saw someone and I wanted to go to go talk. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, just, there's no really rhyme or reason and there probably should be a better system, but I, yeah. If that's what's working for you, yeah. <laughs> whatever I works. That's, I think that's really cool. I was just curious. I didn't know if you know which if you did or if you did not. But I love that it's so authentic. And you might be going out for pizza, but you know, forty-five minute detour because you're yeah. getting the story. That's so cool. Um, I can't tell you the, man- the amount of date nights me and my boyfriend have had that have ended with me on the curb just talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> you should meet Jedediah Woods. He's I've, also is from GCU. We interviewed him last week, um, but he has a very similar passion as far as just finding someone and sitting with them and talking with them even if they might look scary or they might look different from you um but I love that you two both have that connection you yeah. talked about a couple oh a couple minutes ago about your volunteers that are your that probably are your friends um how did you get them involved how did you bring people onto this project um how did you get people passionate about something that you were really passionate about so our social media is the be- the best place we get people involved. Um, we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, our podcast, and we really just wanted to be the nonprofit of the future and bring in the media side of it to get the younger generation involved. Um, we really want to focus on getting the next generation to deal with homelessness before it's a major issue once again. Um, so I've gotten a majority of our uh, volunteers in Phoenix here are from GCU. It's people who have read. We were featured in GCU today and they've gotten really involved and really dedicated. So they'll come out to every event. Um, And then also I have a lot of local businesses that get their whole staff involved. They see it on Facebook and they're like, we have to get involved. We have to do this. So I get emails about people wanting to volunteer all the time. And I just kind of keep a list and send out a, a, hey, we need people this Saturday. Okay. So going forward, kind of, after you graduate, are you planning on continuing this? Are you going to use your degree elsewhere? I know you talked about wanting to help adolescent youth who are struggling with homelessness. Um, yes. But like, what do you see as the future of the nonprofit? So I actually did graduate this semester, this okay. past semester. Yeah, and I'm currently I work at the at GCU getting my master's. I'm a graduate assistant at GCU, and I'm getting my master's in um, clinical psychology with an emphasis in childhood and adolescence. Okay, Sydney. So especially at Strive, like we're trying to teach our students how to be storytellers, and Alyssa and I are always growing as storytellers, um, especially with our podcast and everything in our company. But um, what's maybe an example question that you ask people when you go up to them? Um, that's the first part of the question. And then maybe the second part is like, like what is storytelling to you? Like, um, like how is it unique to your nonprofit? Um, and like, what makes you stand out with, with your stories that you share? Okay. So my favorite question to ask always is what did you want to be when you grow up? 
because we all have like weird answers and most of the time it didn't work out, but it tells you a lot about the person. Um, I think that that's such a powerful way to start and kind of quirky and fun. I like to get into weird things that they uh, aspired to be when they were younger because that shows their childlike nature and makes people Mm -hmm. comfortable. Because if you start with, tell me about your childhood, it seems like a therapy session. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really want to do that. The fun side of it and get to know them on a more intentional level. Right. Um, And then storytelling to me is really giving the opportunity to have for Candy Spare story, it's giving the voiceless a voice. It's giving an opportunity to someone who is not understood by the general public to have a voice and to really portray their story online when they don't have the resources to do that. Uh, storytelling to me is the opportunity to give value to a person because we always think, you know, I haven't been through that much. My story isn't that valuable, but everyone has something that will be valuable to someone. Um, We just have to, you have to find the person. If you read a ton of stories, you're going to connect with someone on something. And that's how human connection is. We all have these intense emotions and the opportunity to share them with others. So by now you guys probably know, we always ask these three standard questions. Um, And Sydney, you are no different. So the First question is, what book is in your hand? So I am currently reading Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, it's one of my favorite books, and I've reread it a few times, but it always gives me such powerful insight and reminds me of my purpose and who, and how we can, as humans, really, um, really just impact one another. So I think that's one of my favorite books, and I'm so happy that I'm reading it right now. And then the second one is, what voice is in your ear? So I am a podcast fanatic. Um, I love the minimalist podcast. I'm really trying to simplify my life and learning to be happy with what I have. So um, I've really been listening to those guys and really just taking it intention, like an intentional approach to living and finding value in my everyday life instead of complaining. That's awesome. And then the last one is what's on your mind? I think the future. I mean, so for a long time, and I've just been so stuck in the same rut of doing the same thing. And I'm really trying to reevaluate Candy Spare's story and how we can really impact the future and be one of the larger nonprofits. Uh, As we grow, it's hard to scale. So just really figuring that out. Um, We actually launched an online store where uh, artwork is donated by local artists and it's put on t-shirts and a hundred percent of the proceeds from that store go back to serving and back to our organization and when you buy one we give one to someone in need in your honor so as we kind of transition into wrapping up the podcast here um, we usually ask like what's next or what you're thinking and you just shared that with us which is super cool about your online store and how you're going to grow so I want to ask like what's your next event coming up Um, or maybe something you're planning for the future that um, is in the works, but what are you really excited about um, for how you can, or can you spare a story? So we actually just received our first grant. Um, It was a lot of work, but it was really worth it. We got a $5,000 grant from the um, Clark County in Nevada, and we're going to use that for our winter prices pop-up shop. We're going to be purchasing sleeping bags and heavy coats, And then uh, on December 21st, we're going to be going out and working with the Care Complex, who we are, who we've been partners with. They're our community partners that uh, we serve their clients. 
and we are going to be providing winter clothes, winter uh, jackets, blankets, all of that things. And it's going to be cozy up with Candy Sparrow Story just to make sure that we're spreading the joy this holiday season. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that one. And um, we're just ever changing and ever growing. So it's just, it would mean the world if you guys wanted to get involved and yeah. go and follow and get involved. We're also um, expanding and we're having guest writers. So if anyone's interested in actually sharing stories of individuals struggling with homelessness in their community, you can get involved um, on our website. It's KennySparrowStory.org. And just you can be a storyteller of individuals in need from your city. That's um, Thank you for sharing that. That's great. And we will pass along the word, especially to some of our students who love to write. Yeah, I do have one bonus question if we have some time. <laughs> yeah, of course. How did you come up with your name? I was just looking at, she has a graphic on the screen here of a person with no face and then their name, Can You Spare a Story? And so their, their branding, as I can see it from here, looks really great. Um, and the name's really cl clever. So how did you come up with that? So the name came before the idea. I was thinking, you know, can you spare a dime? That's kind of a weird sentence. I was like, I wish someone would spare their story so I would know who to give a dime to. So then I was like, oh my God, can you spare a story? <laughs> <laughs> it just and came to be it was, yeah and then we had um I had a woman named Sydney Cisco who's an amazing artist here and she was working at GCU at the time and I was telling her about our organization and she actually offered to draw us um, up this man and there's not a face because we put the face to the name um, through the story so that's just kind of a kind of a symbol um, we wanted to show that homelessness is so much more than the person you see on the side of the street so great Sydney this has been an amazing conversation um, and we really thank you for your time and yeah. forward to sharing this with um, our teachers our students and everybody who might listen to our podcast so thank you so much for being on our podcast yeah thank you so much for having me